Turn with us, Genesis 31. Now I'm going to have to read a lot of Scripture this morning, and I've, I've wrestled with that, and I don't want to lose you this morning or weary you with reading, but I really, really feel led of the Lord to read all these verses. And so I'm going to try my best to, to just follow God. He knows what He's doing. And uh, whether I understand it or not, I'm glad I know, have the faith and confidence in Him that He knows what He's doing this morning. Genesis 31, let's stand please when you've found your place. And I'll read as quickly as I can and not weary you with standing or the reading. I want to begin reading in uh, verse number 36 of Genesis chapter 31. And I'm going to read down into Genesis chapter 32. Genesis 31 And verse 36, And Jacob was wroth, and chode with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou searched all my stuff, and what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us both. This twenty years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young. And the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beast I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, six years for thy cattle. Thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me. Surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen mine affliction and the labor of my hands, and rebuked thee yesternight. Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters. These children are my children. These cattle are my cattle. All that thou seest is mine. What can I do this day unto these my daughters, unto their children which they have borne? Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou. Let it be for a witness between me and thee. Jacob took a stone and set it up for a pillar. Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. They took stones and made an heap, and they did eat there upon the heap. Laban called it Jagar Sehadutha, but Jacob called it Galeed. Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore the name of it was called Galeed. Mizpah, for he said, The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and thee. Laban said to Jacob, Behold this heap, behold this pillar which I have cast betwixt me and thee, this heap be a witness. This pillar be a witness that I will not pass over this heap to thee, that thou shalt not pass over this heap and this pillar unto me for harm. The God of Abraham... The God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge betwixt us. And Jacob sware by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered sacrifice upon the mount. 
called his brethren to eat bread, and they did eat bread and turned all night in the mount. And early in the morning, Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them, and Laban departed and returned unto his place. Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. He called the name of that place Mahanaim. Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, under the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall he speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have sojourned with Laban, stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses, flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau. And also he cometh to meet thee, and four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided the people that was with him, the flocks and herds and the camels, into two bands. And said, If Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saidest unto me, Return unto thy country and thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of the least of the mercies, and of all the truth which thou showed thy servant. For with my staff I passed over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. Thou saidest, I will surely do thee good. Make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night. He took of that which came to his hand a present for Esau his brother. Two hundred she-goats and twenty he-goats. Two hundred ewes and twenty rams. Thirty milk camels with their colts. Forty kine and ten bulls. Twenty she-asses and ten foals. He delivered them into the hand of his servants. Every drove by themselves. Said unto his servants, Pass over before me. Put a space betwixt drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother cometh, uh, when Esau my brother meeteth thee and asketh thee, saying, Whose art thou? And whither goest thou? And whose are these before thee? Then thou shalt say, They be thy servant Jacob's. It is a present sin unto my lord Esau. And behold, also he is behind us. So commanded he the second and the third. And all that followed the drove, saying, On this manner shall you speak unto Esau when you find him. And say ye, Moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us, for he said, I will appease him with the present that go up before me. And afterward I will see his face, peradventure he will accept of me. So went the present over before him, and himself lodged that night in the company. And he rose up that night and took his two wives, and his two women servants, and his eleven sons, passed over the ford Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook, and sent over that he had. Jacob was left alone. There wrestled a man with him unto the breaking of the day. When he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. The hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. He said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. He said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. 
For as a prince hast thou power with God with men and hast prevailed. Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. He said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. Jacob called the name of the place Penal. For I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Penuel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrank, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh in the sinew that shrank. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I want to preach this morning on letting go and holding on. And I want to preach this morning to sinners. It's on my heart too. There's somebody here this morning that you're in Jacob's shape. Jacob was in trouble. Jacob's past had caught up to him. That's the way it happens for every sinner that's ever awakened by the convicting power of the Holy Ghost. Your past catches up to you. See, Paul said he was alive once without the law. Then he said the law came. Sin revived. And I died. What Paul meant was his past caught up to him. That's what happened with Jacob in this scripture. His past caught up to him. The way he had been living and doing for over 20 years finally came to catch up with him. And he figured out that he couldn't get out of it by his own works. There's some things he had to let go of in order to get what he needed. Jacob needed, he prayed here and asked God in verse number 11 to deliver him. That's what Jacob needed to be delivered. That's what you need this morning is to be delivered. You can't deliver yourself. And you can't be delivered until you let go of some of the things you're hanging on to. I read in this scripture and I the Lord began to deal with my heart about this and I think this scripture could be preached two ways. I think it could be preached to the church about letting go of some things and hanging on to some things. And that's really how I thought that I would preach this morning when the Lord first dealt with my heart and then last night and this morning about as real as it's been in a long time. He said to preach to sinners that there's somebody here this morning that you need to let go. If you don't let go of some things, you're never going to take hold of who can deliver you out of your sin. And if you don't let go of some things, then you're going to die without God and you're going to go to hell. Jacob was in a bad way and he needed to be delivered. But he had to let go of some things. First of all, he had to let go of how he felt. He felt like that he had been done wrong and they ought to get a pass for it. He was a servant to Laban for 20 years and Laban did do him wrong. 
And Jacob thought because of what he endured, he felt because of how bad he had had it, that God ought to give him a pass and deliver him from Laban and from Esau. But it didn't work that way. And see, I'm telling you this morning, it doesn't matter. And I'm not preaching mean, I'm just telling you the truth. It doesn't matter how you feel. You're going to have to let go of your feelings. It doesn't matter how you feel about what God says or what the book says or what the preaching says. You're going to have to let go of how you feel about it. And I understand there are some feelings that are involved, but you better not let your feelings deceive you into not getting born again. You better not let, maybe not having certain feelings. Maybe you've heard others testify about things. and Maybe you're trying to compare how you feel with how they said they felt. It's not about all the feelings. I understand that we all get brought to the same place of repentance, but God does different things in different ways for different people. And it's not about how you feel about it. You better let go of your feelings this morning. Then Jacob had to let go of his fear. He was afraid of Esau. He wasn't afraid of God. He was afraid of Esau. I'm going to tell you this morning, you're going to have to get over being afraid. I'm not talking about letting go of your fear of God. I'm talking about being afraid of what others say. Or what others think. I know how your mind works. I know what's going on in your mind this morning the Lord's touching you and drawing you and pulling you and in your mind you're afraid of what others might think or what others might say or what others might do or maybe you're afraid of your own self you don't know what to say or what to do you're going to have to let go of the fear Jacob had to let it go see Jacob in this scripture I read And it mentions it more than once. Jacob never once calls God his God. He said, you're the God of my father. I'm going to tell you this morning, you're going to have to let go of your family. That's strange to preach that in a day, but I'm not preaching the church about hanging on to your family. I'm not preaching about guarding your family. I'm preaching to you, sinner, this morning. It's not about who your mama is. It's not about who your daddy is. It's not enough that your daddy is this or your mama is that or somebody in your family did this or did that. That's not enough. You're going to have to quit hanging on to that and let go of it this morning. It wasn't good enough that he was Abraham's God. It wasn't good enough that he was Isaac's God. The Bible said that Jacob moved often because of the fear of his father. Jacob was invested in hanging on to who his family was and to his family. But there came a time, the Bible said in verse 23, he had to let his family go. He was banking on who his family was and what his family could do for him. But there came a time he had to let it go. You're going to have to let it go this morning who your family is and who they aren't. It could be preached so many ways that I'm just trying to be real sensitive this morning. Real sensitive. I don't want anything to distract. I don't want anything to call people's attention away. I 
the Lord spoke to me, and you can think it's silly if you want to, but He said not take up an offering before the preaching this morning. I don't, didn't want anybody's mind to get distracted and get off course. I want you to listen to me this morning. The Holy Ghost is dealing with your heart, sinner, and He wants you to let go. Let go of your family. Let go of your feelings. Let go of your fear. Jacob had to let go of his figure and he thought he had it all figured out. I'm going to tell you this morning, you're not going to figure God out. And you may have it in your mind, if this is done or that's done, then I'll go the altar or this is the way it has to be or this is the way it's going to be. I'm going to tell you, God, let go all that. Jacob said, I know what I'll do. He said, I know how I can get out of the mess I'm in. But at the end of the day, Jacob just had to let it go. Because he couldn't get himself out of what he is in. Now I'm going to tell you this morning, sinner, you may have sit here. You may have been under conviction for a long time. may have been under conviction for a short time. But I know the nature of man is to try to figure it all out. Try to figure out how you can get out of it. Try to figure out how uh, it needs to be. Try to figure out every detail and reason within yourself and act as if you can bargain with God. That's how Jacob was talking to God at the beginning, like he could bargain with God. But you can't bargain with God. God doesn't care about how you figure that it ought to go. You're going to have to let go of your figuring. You're going to have to let go of it. Jacob had to let go of his finances. The writer said, Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. It's not about what you have this morning, or even what you don't have as far as the world's concerned. It's about what God has to give to you. It's not that you could pay some price, or do some deed, or merit some favor in the eyes of God. It's not about all that. You're going to have to let all that go. But when Jacob, the Bible said he, in verse 24 that he was left alone. And that don't just mean that there wasn't nobody or nothing with him. That meant Jacob let go of everything. He quit trying to figure it out. He quit trying to feel it out. He quit worrying about being afraid. He quit worrying about who, who was there and who was not there. He quit worrying about all of that and he was left alone. He let it all go. And when he let it all go, he laid hold on the one that could do what he could not do. He needed to be delivered and he laid hold on the deliverer. And I'm going to tell you this morning, if you'll let it go, just let it go this morning. Don't worry about what day it is. Don't worry about who's here and who's not here. Don't worry about what you've done, what you've not done. Don't worry about where you've been and where you've not been. Don't worry about what people think or what they won't think or what you got to do or what you don't have to do. Just let all that go and run to God and lay hold on Him and He'll deliver you. He'll deliver you. He delivered Jacob from his past. He said, what's your name? He said, my name's Jacob. He said, no more. That word Jacob signified all that he'd done in the past. It meant trickster, supplanter. He was crafty. And up till this point, Jacob had obtained everything he had by trickery. He said, that's not going to identify you anymore. 
He said, your name's Israel. He said, a prince with God. You're a part of God's family. He said, it's no more that it's just the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac, but now it's your God, Jacob. It's your God. I got to thinking and got to reading in the Scripture here. And he got a blessing. I'm going to tell you, I can't think of a greater blessing that anybody could ever receive than for the Lord to save your soul. But he didn't just get a blessing. I got to reading. The Lord got to deal in my heart. I never had seen it this way before. But the Bible said, after the blessing, the sun rose on Jacob. He got a brighter day. I'm going to tell you this morning, sinner, you can have a brighter day. Oh, you're living in the darkness and the depravity of sin, but I'm glad this morning the blood can give you a brighter day. If you can lay hold on Him and Him on you and He deliver you up from your past and get you out and bless you, He'll give you a brighter day. He said, I've seen God face to face and my life's been spared. And I'm going to tell you this morning, sinner, the Lord has come to where you are and He's dealing with you person to person, face to face and telling you you can live. You're dead this morning. Inwardly dead. Dead in trespasses and sins. But I'm glad He can make you alive in Christ Jesus. And that brother... I mean, this is just how the Lord put it on my heart. And I'm about done. I've bore my heart this morning. But that brother that Jacob was so afraid of what he would do and what he would say, after Jacob met God, the brother was different. And I'm going to tell you this morning, sinner, you may be worried and wondering about what everybody else is going to say, what everybody else is going to do. But if you meet God... The brothers will be different to you. And the sisters will be different to you. Those ones you used to be afraid of and couldn't sit in their company because it didn't make sense to you. I'm glad if you ever meet the deliverer and he delivers you, it'll make sense to you. And he'll be in the company and they'll they'll be your brothers and, and your sisters and it'll ring a bell in your heart after you met the one that can deliver you from your past. But the Lord... The Lord told me to tell you this morning you're going to have to let go. And then you're going to have to hold on. You're going to have to let go of you. What you can do. Your works. Your wishes. Your wants. Your will. Your way. All of that. You've got to let go of it. You can't reason it out. You can't figure it out. You can't feel it out. You can't fix it. You've got to let it go. I really feel like somebody here this morning, the Lord's dealing with your heart. And I really believe He's dealt with your heart before. Maybe when He dealt with your heart before, you give Him all kinds of reasons you'd figured out why you didn't want to go. Maybe the day on the calendar. Maybe who was here. Maybe who wasn't here. Maybe who was beside you. Maybe who wasn't beside you. Maybe who... You'd have to go across maybe all kinds of things. But the Lord's come by this morning and He's told you to let it go. 
Don't worry about who's beside you. Don't worry about who ain't beside you. Don't worry about who's here. Don't worry about who ain't here. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what they won't say. Don't worry about what you'll say or you'll do. Just let it go. Just let it go. And come to Him. Just lay hold on Him. That's what the writer said. I said already, nothing in my hand I bring simply to the cross I cling. Just lay hold on Calvary by faith. And let God deliver you this morning. Let go of whatever's standing in your way. Maybe in your mind you're thinking about some experience that you had or some service you were in or what your parents did or what they haven't done or who they are or who they're not. God said to tell you this morning to let it go. Let it go and come to Him by faith. He can save you this morning. He will save you. He has the power to save We sung this morning, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Let's stand this morning, if you will. Brother Tim, you come and get a song.